What up, Governor Knights? Shogun here. This right here is a bonus episode. Cole and myself got into a not really a heated discussion, but a deep discussion about blackness and the black culture. And it actually ran pretty long. And so we didn't want to put out a four hour long podcast because I know we we talk a lot. We we go long sometimes, especially when it's something that we feel pretty passionate about. But we decided to split this up into two episodes. And so this is the bonus episode, which is the feedback from the previous episode inward where we discuss blackness and black culture. And it's a pretty dope conversation. Neither one of us planned on having this conversation. We just kind of fell into it. And it's spiraling more into a larger conversation that I think is very important. But I'm kind of curious to see what everybody else thinks. But this is the first batch of feedback that we got from that episode. If you guys want to send us some more information or feedback or your views on what we're talking about, please send it to us. You can send us an email. That's at governmentspeak. That's G-U-B-M-I-N-T-S-P-E-A-K at gmail.com. Or if you want to, you can get on Instagram. Send us a message directly from there. Voice messages, whatever you prefer, whatever you like. We'll take that, chop it up, put it in the episode, and we'll discuss. But without further ado, let's go ahead and start this. This is the feedback from episode 297, Inward. See? Hey, that's short. That's (laughs) that's short. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we got a little bit of feedback from our episode last week. We got two of them, Mr. On Point, uh... Rockman from the Nerd Plate, and then also Leroy. I think he sent us something, so I'm gonna check the email real quick and see what Leroy sent. Okay. We'll just do it in the order of them. All right, Rockman is the first one we got. It says hip hop response. What's going on? This is Rockman 3K3 from the great the Nerd Plate. You guys might have heard the podcast, but (laughs) I just wanted to. uh, kind of call in on uh, the government name. First off, I'm a huge fan of you guys' show. It's awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, second off, I wanted to talk about uh, a subject that you guys touched on about uh, the hip-hop culture being destructive to the black community. Um, and I just wanted to share some thoughts on it. Uh, the first thing I want to kind of say is that uh, the thesis and the main thesis of my point that I'm going to make is it's bigger than rap. To quote so many rappers, including Childish Gambino and so many other people who say that all the time. It's bigger than rap. Um, Shogun, you pointed out and you stated that, you know, the hip-hop culture talks about things like, oh, you know, like, you know, killing a nigga, uh, calling our women bitches, and, of course, you know, black-on-black crime stems from it because we talk about, we'll shoot a nigga if he takes whatever we have. But you forget that in rock and roll and a lot of other music genres like country, they also have very destructive, if not more, way more destructive um, culture and influence of culture, uh, if we're going to talk about that, um, in those kind of music genres. Uh, and you forget in rock and roll and in country, country was the first music genre, really, to say fuck the police, thanks to Johnny Cash going to the president and telling that to his face. So, and that was way before you had NWA, you had Cop Killer by Ice-T. Um, and even Cop Killer by Ice-T is considered more so rock and roll than rap. Um, so you can't look at one particular uh, music culture just because that's a big 
a voice in our community and say, hey, this is the problem. This is why we as black people won't come up. Um, which you didn't necessarily do, but you did say it's a part of it. Well, in all cultures, everything's a part of everything. That's why it's, it's ingrained in cultures. Uh, and it's not just black people. Many other cultures have problems across the board. Um, again, it's kind of like what your show is named, Looking Inward. Uh, that's something in perspective terms that we as, as people have to look inward, especially black people, and change things. Um, but you also talked about how you know it has influences on certain things. And I think you're coming from, and I'm not telling you what you said, nor what you think or feel about the situation, but how I saw it and what I heard from the conversations, you seem to place hip-hop culture as something that young people look up to, or even we were growing up looked up to. And even that, you know, you can't say that, because even we were in that environment, or rather, I was in that environment. Um, you know, we, if we want to talk about environment, uh, impressioned on young people or an environment uh, giving that that change or having an influence on young people, um, just you know, let it be known. I grew up in Twin Gates, which is one of the most ruthless neighborhoods of our times when I was growing up. But I turned out the way I did because of my mother and because of the perspective that she taught me to be a young black man that spoke proper English, to honor people, to be respectful of people, and to go further than what life thought than what I thought life had to offer me or what the streets were saying life had to offer me. And that's what kept me from being a particular, uh, I guess, uh, normal minority or one of the, the random numbers of black people that fall into the same trap. So we can't say that all those things are a direct lead into that because that's an excuse, that's a crutch. If you look at hip hop culture, Yes, it's, it can be destructive at times, but also, let's not forget, like, for example, in the past few years, you know, hip-hop was outlawed in China and Russia. And also in the past few years, hip-hop was used by China and Russia to not only push propaganda, but push, like, politicians to push ideas, to push, you know, regulations, all kinds of things. And so when you talk about hip-hop, Everybody found it profitable at one time or another, just as much as they found it destructive at one point or another, because we weren't the only people that profit and, you know, made so much money off of it. You also had people from the Jewish communities. You also had people from the white communities, of course. And, you know, you, you think about all the things that people have done in their lives that and around that culture sometimes are nowhere near what other people grew up in great cultures were doing. Case in point, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is not a person who's a fan of hip-hop music or anything close to the hip-hop culture. But this dude was notoriously raping women and had one of the most foulest behaviors of all time. Where did he get that from? Where did that come from? I mean, you're talking about Bill Cosby. He preached listening to jazz, classical music, talking the king's English. But here this motherfucker was going around raping women. So... You can't say that, oh, just because you're in a particular environment, that's going to influence it. Yes, you do have a better chance of becoming that particular individual. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's ultimately your perception of things and what you deem to be your own perception or how you're going to move forward. Because, again, going back to us growing up in these neighborhoods, you know, we could have been exactly what our neighborhoods predicted we were going to be. But we weren't because we were smart, intelligent people. So 
So when you talk about cultures and you talk about influences, influences only go as far as we want them or allow them to go. We ultimately, when you talk about the black culture, yes, does it need to be improved? Absolutely. Just like every other culture, <laughs> like all types of different cultures, not just us. All cultures need to be improved in some form or fashion. But you can't look to hip hop and say, oh, because of hip hop, we're held back as people because that's not true. Um, if anything, because of hip hop, we do go forward with it. And yes, it is one of the biggest voices. And yes, we should be careful what we tell people. It does suck when you hear rappers talk about lean and all this other shit, knowing damn well they don't even fucking do it, which that's what the future is about. Uh, and other people talk about it and they don't do it. But they're listening to their record executives because they're trying to sell albums. And I mean, if people listen to that and, and don't have the brain to think like, okay, well, they're just saying that they aren't really about that life, then yeah, that's a deeper issue. But again, I can't really blame the music on that. I can't say that that culture is the problem for that. The problem is, is that it starts with perception. And when we start to teach the perception that black people are more than the monolith, then we will become more and we won't let those kind of things get in our way. Much like how we all didn't let our environment get in the way of us growing up to be the people that we are today. I am where I am today because that's where I wanted to be. Every decision I ever made is because I want to be this particular person. Every decision I've ever made in my career is because I want to be a game designer. And that's what's important. It's not the black experience has held me back. It's not the hip hop culture. And I grew up listening to all types of hip hop, whether it be gangster, conscious, um, any kind of hip hop. And I mean, you guys even make fun of me because I listen to the most conscious hip hop and I don't even listen to the new shit that's out now. That's because I'm controlling what I put in my brain and I'm controlling what influences me. And that's what's important. And that's what we got to teach. So it's not the culture. It's not so much the, oh, okay, the influences around us. It's, hey, you need to decide what you allow yourself to be influenced by. And at the same time, you need to understand that you can be more than a product of your environment. If we were to teach young black men and women that rather than to just let what happens happens, more of them will be different things than the monolith that we've seen. But because we've all been such, or we've been on Twitter and, and we've been so desensitized with social media and, and we let that use the excuse, we let group thinking get in the way of individual and critical thinking, that's what will always happen. So what I urge is this, man, I don't think the hip hop culture is ever going to be the problem. I don't ever see that. I don't, I mean, no music culture can be the problem because if that be the case, then we need to stop listening to rock and roll. We definitely need to stop listening to country because they're all about rock and roll. Excuse me. Especially it was about, you know, sex, drugs, and fucking, you know what I'm saying? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, uh, all this other bullshit that's unhealthy. But they still made it. They're still okay. They still have kids. You know, you, you, you talk about that culture. I mean, look at Ozzy Osbourne. Like, he's just a normal-ass crazy dude who has a family. But when you listen to his music, He's the total opposite. So anyway, culture doesn't necessarily influence the person. It's up to the person's perception to be strong enough to rise above the influence or succumb to it. And that's where it really comes down to. So just going back to my original thesis, man, it's bigger than rap. Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the government name. It's awesome. This, this is Rockman 3K3 signing off for the Nerd Plate. Y'all check us out every week, Wednesday. I love you guys. 
Keep doing what you're doing. Peace out. Um, I think what we go ahead. I'll let you reply first. I don't really have a reply for that, okay. man. Um, How do you feel about what he said? I'm a bit confused mm-hmm. because last for people who didn't listen to last week's episode. Yeah, thank you for setting this up. We had a conversation mm-hmm. about hip hop culture being black culture. An unplanned conversation mm-hmm. at that. It was random. Yeah. Um, and I, it, we were talking about Whoopi Goldberg and things like that, and and Shogun wanted to make a point. And he was like, hey, hip-hop culture is black culture. And it was just a agree-to-disagree situation between both mm-hmm. of us. And, I, you know, I, 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 I took the standpoint of I don't think that's, that's the thing. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you took the standpoint of that is the thing. Right or wrong? I don't know what. Okay. I think we have a little bit of confusion here because the definitions are not being defined. What I'm saying and what I'm talking about is the dominant culture for African-Americans, mm-hmm. black people. From my vantage point, from my perspective, I think that's hip hop. But let me read you the definition of culture. Maybe this will help. Culture. A noun. The first definition is the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievements regarding Regarded collectively. The second definition the customs, the arts, the social institutions, and achievements of a popular nation, comma, people, comma, or other social groups. Culture. Hip hop is not just music. I said that multiple times last week, but I understand that that gets conflated with the thing that we see. Now, I've had a week to mull over what I was trying to say. And I think I got a better understanding of what my point was. Some people, uh, Jazz, I I reached out to Jazz and I talked to her about it. Another contributor to the BYNK website. And I talked to her. I was like, what do you think is the dominant black culture? And that's where my argument or my discussion starts and stems from. I'm trying to figure out what is our culture. From my vantage point, I think it's hip hop. She said, I can't say what I said last week because I'm only getting a limited view of an overall group of people. She was like, what I see on TV is selected and it's curated that this is the depiction that people are being presented, but it doesn't tell you the whole story. And again, I was left like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say, but. It's my fault because I didn't get out my thoughts completely in trying to, you know, explain what I was coming from. Hip hop is bigger than music. And I think Rockman took it the same way that you took it last week that I'm saying that music and an influence of music is making the black people do this once or expect to live one certain way. And I don't think that's what I'm trying to say. I think what I'm trying to say is that we have a group, like a group of customs, a a group of actions that we all relate to, that we all live through, that we all, you know, basically have the same identity when it comes through like our experience as being a black person in America through hip hop. It unifies us all. And I said last week that hip hop was the reaction to the. I didn't say this, but this is me trying to refine what I said. 
hip hop is basically the reaction to those, ex- you know, conditions that people were living in and they're expressing it through the arts and the music. But it's also a way of life, too. And I think that's where the confusion comes from, because I didn't really define what a way of life is. I don't know. In a week's time, I couldn't I couldn't really answer this question. It brought more questions to the table, more so than answers. Does, do you understand where I'm coming from? That's why I was like, are you trying to explain what, what I was saying last week? I, in a way, yeah. Okay. I agree with what Rock Band is saying. It's not just music. But I'm not going to sit here and act like music doesn't influence people because he even said it himself. It's like, I listened to this music, but I didn't get influenced to do this. But it was used in China or in, in Russia and they had to adjust it or they banned it in those places. Well, why did they ban it? Was it because it's so influential? What was the reason behind that? There had to be some kind of motivation. He said the normal. Oh, I was just laughing at that. I'm sorry. The normal minority. I, I thought that was funny when he said that. Uh, controlling. He said controlling what you put in your brain. And that made me think even more. I'm like, that is exactly what I'm saying, that we have devalued each other as human beings. To, you know, through music or through our culture or through our existence, that we don't really care about each other the way that I think we should. Hmm. And that's my personal opinion. I could be wrong and I'm not arguing about that. I'm just saying from my vantage point, I think we've devalued life. We should show more respect to each other and hopefully more. I mean, anyway, get your point out. That, I just, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is a, this is a hard conversation because yeah. I don't really have a clear ideal of what I'm trying to say. I got and you. I like that. I'm getting different inputs from everybody because it's kind of helping shaping where I'm trying to go. I think most of it is about influence and we have a lot of power with influence. Cause I, I even brought that up last week. I was like, you know, if everybody said Nikes were cool then everybody started buying Nikes. And if we can do that with Nikes, we can do that with anything, but there is no push to make a positive effort towards something. It's always about the flash. And that's where I'm I'm kind of I guess I'm losing people by not defining that better. But I see hip hop and the black culture being. Well, I got it now so I can flaunt it. That's not placing the value of what I think people should value mostly. And it's, it's yeah, all right. So one of the points he he brought out is like I'm living. I live in the same kind of conditions he did, and we didn't turn out this negative way. I'm not saying that hip hop by itself is doing this thing that's making us negative. Again, it's not just the music. It's not just the arts. It's not just the flash and all that. I don't know if we have a core set of values and beliefs that we all traditionally believe in. Now I know the history of hip hop. It started out. Negro hymns and shit from the fields. Then it turned to blues. And then from blues, it turned into, you know, the art that is hip hop. Through that evolution, it was all that always talking about how our experience here in America has been. It is kind of like a history. But at the same time, it's more so of an expression of a group way of thinking. Does that make sense? Certain groups, certain pockets. 
And yeah, it's definitely pockets. And I listened to NWA growing up. I listened to Outkast growing up. I think I had a well balance of everything, but I also had my traditional Southern family way of living, like two parents in the household. That really helped mold me to be the person that I am today. The culture that we had in the house wasn't hip hop. It was Southern Baptist. And then as I got older, I started peeling off going towards the hip hop crowd. But it was something new. It was rebellious. I didn't want to be like everybody else. I wanted to do something different. But when I, I already had those core set of values going into that. So that's one of the reasons I didn't end up like everybody else or, you know, like Rockman was saying. My family was there to make sure that I wasn't going to stray away from the path. The family structure, I'm not saying this is the only way to raise a kid or have a family, but this family structure is very important in the development of a child. You hear often people say that it takes a village. Well, the village that we have now is the collective mindset of the experiences that everybody's going through in America, which I deem as our culture as hip hop. Like when people say you got to do it for the culture, what does that mean? Do it for the black folks. What is that? What do you mean? Like doing. If you do it for the culture, you're doing it for the black folks, right? Well, what is the culture? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. And that's, that's probably a good point where we can move on to Mr. On points. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he kind of, we, I hit him up in the DM and I was asking him the same question. He was like, man, I was just having this same conversation with some other people. Mm. And it was like, yo, me too. So what I had to realize is, Stepping away, stepping back from the situation and looking at it like I'm usually not wrong in what I'm saying. I just don't know how to say it in a few weeks, in a few months. I'm ahead of the game. I think the rest of the world will catch up. Last week, I heard two other podcasts talking about the same situations that I was talking about. 85 South was talking about the culture and whatnot. And I was like, yo, this is the type of stuff that I'm trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out what our culture is in general. What the dominant black culture is. I thought it was hip hop. I still think it's hip hop. Mm. But Mr. On Point has a different idea of what he think is the culture. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen, at the Government Name Podcast? This is your boy, Mr. On Point, from Conversation Con Artists. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but, you know, we got some stuff coming. That being said, I just wanted to kind of speak on a part of the conversation that y'all were having. Uh, this is kind of long, so I want y'all to buckle up. Uh, listening to y'all's part of the podcast made me ask some questions that I haven't really asked a lot and that I don't think that we as a culture have asked a lot. Uh, the first one is, what is black culture? Um, and I don't think black culture really has a culture, not a universal culture. You know, what I mean by that is... When you hold up a set of chopsticks, anybody can look and say Chinese or Asian. If you hold up a burqa or you see a picture of a woman in a burqa, you can say, okay, Indian culture or a dream catcher. You can say, oh, Native American culture, uh, a Kalaka, which is one of those uh, Mexican masks, skull masks. You can say Latino culture. What can you hold up that people would look and say black culture? Nothing. Anytime you want to interject since it's so long, just tell me and I'll pause it and we can discuss it at that point. Oh, 
I I typically try to take it all in at once. So we're gonna miss some points doing it that way. I mean, if I'll, you got, I'll, I'll take notes. Yeah, if you want to interject, go ahead. Okay, I think a hot comb. Like if you <laughs> hit me out. Okay. In our society, as a black person, black people, if you hold up a hot comb, everybody associate that with yeah, you trying to do some hair. <laughs> you don't think so? I see the sentiment of where you're coming from. Yeah. For me, it would probably be a black fist holding your fist up. Cause that to me that's the sentiment of solidarity and, and black power. Yeah, that mm, struggle, solidarity and black power, brother. So it's, it's things like that for me, or I, you might think I'm crazy when I say this, but a Bible. Do you not understand who the fuck you're talking to? I never think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's for the people who okay, are listening. I'm sorry. Not just you. I think we have a conversation, but. <laughs> but <laughs> For some people, and I like to say things like, because yeah. I say a lot of crazy things sometimes, yeah. but I think a Bible. I don't, I don't I, if you, honestly, mm. nobody, or there's not a lot of other di- different races of people in this world who are closer to God than black people. And when you hold up a, one thing that I know 90% of black people have in their home and they carry with them on a regular basis and it's sitting somewhere it's is a, a Bible. And a Bible. And, a t- and both. <laughs> yeah. But if you hold up a Bible, I would automatically go to black culture because we, Mm. I think that's something that was passed down from the slave days of faith, of strength, and of us being able to find um, hope in God. Yeah, when you got, when you're living in the worst of conditions, you got to have something to rely on. Mm. That's where hope comes from faith, faith that it's going to be a better tomorrow. Mm. I mean, you can hold up a grill, you know what I'm saying? You can hold up a lot of stereotypical items that black people use and adopt, but none of that will really represent the black experience further than one generation or a small group of people. Opposed to all of those other things where everybody in that entire culture, old and young, can say that, yeah, this is a part of our culture. That's why I can't say that hip hop is black culture because it doesn't transcend generations. You know, there are old people who have never gotten into hip hop that have never accepted the hip hop that have never dressed like hip hop says to dress. Also, because I got to disagree with that. Hip hop has transcended generations. I mean, it's 40 years old, 50 years old now. Yeah, but. I see where you're coming from today. You like, you can't call um, the stuff that um, Quincy Jones was doing before Thriller hip hop. Mm. He was doing big bands. He had a whole band for Frank Sinatra. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you can't call um, Miles Davis and the things that he was doing hip hop. That was for all intents and purposes. That was a jazz is its own genre of music. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like. Some of those things that we um, have adapted because hip hop has been in our lexicon for so long, we our parents weren't messing with that. They, Teddy P, turn of course, off the but lights. Hip hop is so new, like it wasn't there when you know most of our parents was you know it was just starting when they were getting older, right? So I mean, they it, wasn't around for it. So how could they? How could what they were doing before hip hop be called hip hop? Hip hop. I see where you're coming from, but when I, I guess when I'm, I'm the way I'm looking at it is, 
generational things. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it from a generational type situation. I, we have so many different. We have grandparents who were who were we have great grandparents that were slaves. You know what I'm saying? We have grandparents who kind of were children of of those types of things. Then you got the 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 the, the people who went through the crack era. And then you got you know what I'm saying? Like so for me. I'm just looking at it as things being generational and the things that we have just because they didn't, it did, they didn't, it didn't exist when they was there. You know what I'm saying? doesn't necessarily mean, what am I trying to say? Things go generational. You get what I'm saying? Hip hop is a part of, of a certain era, which may not get surpassed for years. You get what I'm saying? So I kind of feel where he's coming from. I don't. And this, let me try to explain. If hip hop started in the 80s, we can't expect anything before the 80s to be hip hop. So if it's generational, it's going to be from the 80s on. You know, it's not going to regress. Like people are going to be like, oh, that's the hip hop. Let me get in some of that hip hop. That's not their culture. Mm -hmm. But anything from the 80s on has been influenced by hip hop. Okay. That's where I'm going back to like, what's the dominant culture? It wasn't the culture before hip hop existed. It was after. And now hip hop was the culture, is the culture from the 80s on. That's what I would say. So is so black culture didn't have something before hip hop? I'm not saying that. No, dominant no, no, dominant a, is the key that's word a, though. That's a asking, that's a question of an ask. There is black culture. We're trying to define what black culture is. And what I'm saying again is the dominant black culture has become hip hop. But before that, it was, of course, swing and jazz and and Motown and all that. That was the dominant culture of that time. Mm -hmm. And then when hip hop came and it was like, oh, that's new and that's attractive. It kind of morphed into that. So that's why I'm like, it has been passed down through generations, through the new generations since its inception. But you can't say that the older people who were existing before that wasn't part of it because they wasn't. That wasn't part of their their culture at the time. Okay. So you're saying, let me make sure I'm getting this okay. correct. You're not saying that hip-hop is the only black culture. No. You're saying that it is the current dominant yes. of black culture. And I, I, I think that's what I said last week. What is the dominant culture, the black culture? And I said, I think it's hip-hop. So what's the dominant... Po- What's dominant? I think it's all in the wording. It is. Because I think it's like, what's dominant in black culture? I is think, that the question? No. I think we're trying to define several things. What is black culture? That's one. And then is the dominant black culture now hip hop? Hmm. I think since we don't really have a clear defined culture of what is blackness in America, it's hard to identify. But Clearly, it's not just hip hop because there's more to it. Like he was saying, the people before hip hop didn't subscribe to hip hop. Mm-hmm. So they had their own set of values, their own cultures and traditions. I'm only talking about from when hip hop exception to now. I think it's the dominant black culture. That changes the way the conversations is looked at. Yeah, and I, I think I've been confused. Like, why don't nobody understand what I'm saying? But I wasn't explaining it very well. Yeah. And that's my fault. I, I don't know, man. I, I think we're we're a rainbow of different things. Though. And we are. And I, I, I agree with everybody on that. 
I'm not saying that this is the only thing people are doing, mm. but I think it has the most influence in black society. That's why I keep saying dominant. Okay. We come from a different community in terms of how we were brought up in this country through white supremacy, really kind of telling us what we were going to be. A lot of us don't even adhere to hip hop. You know, there is a big anime culture in, in black community. There's a big goth culture in the black community. You know, there are a bunch of different cultures that are contrary to hip hop that those people can say that doesn't represent me, you know? So, if that's the case, then what does that mean for the conversation? Again, this is my opinion. So what does that mean for the conversation being had? Because the conversation, as I hear it, is Shogun, the black community has been spiraling for a long time. And you're trying to find the reason that it's spiraling. You're trying to figure out the root cause of why this shit is going down where it is. And the messages in hip hop are what you're looking at as that thing that is driving our uh, cultural thought of how we feel like we're supposed to behave and act. But I think that's, that's even still hard to sell because why aren't you acting like that? Why aren't I acting like that? Why ain't Cole Jackson a red or uh, Leroy Ketchum or Rockman? Why are none of us doing that? You know what I'm saying? You would think that something that impacts a whole culture that significantly would be the entire culture being impacted by it. So why can't a bunch of us sit out of that experience, but a bunch of people are in it? And that goes to the conversation that Cole Jackson is having, which is about poverty peace. I'm going to pause it real quick. And I don't, I don't want this to be lost in what I'm saying. I definitely understand the poverty part. Like, I think I explained that in the episode beforehand, you even brought it up last week. It was like, you just said last week that people are living in these conditions due to the economy. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not excluding that from the conversation about hip hop. I'm saying that people were in these conditions, expressed themselves through the hip hop culture. Through that culture is what we all are connected through. Does that make more sense? You ain't hear nothing like that? Mm. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. People are telling telling stories from their point of view of what happened to them in their neighborhood or through poverty. Pop poverty. Is my say poverty? Poverty. Yeah. yeah. But broke. Not, not just not just telling the stories though. But again, I keep saying it's a lifestyle because I don't know a better way of saying it. But it's not flashy to be in poverty, but we make the best out of it. I mean, that's what poor people do. Period. Not just black folks, you know, this poor white folks who love hip hop because they identify with the struggle. That's a whole different conversation, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. The economy piece, you know, which you reference that as a piece too. I just think it's hard to look at that as the issue, hip hop in itself. I personally think the issue was white supremacy. And I think hip hop is a result of white supremacy. Um, you want anything to say about that? What? You think hip hop is the result of white supremacy? Yeah. Who hmm. own labels? Hmm. 
We we wouldn't we didn't know nothing about uh an independently black owned label to Master P. And that was what, two thousand? Most white, most exact, most one thing about that. If we, we were no, just no. talking about the music piece of okay. it, okay, yeah. Most, I was, I was most. I mean, well, music marketing, all of that stuff. The main source that we get a lot of these ideas from. I know hip hop is a culture and a way of life. The root foundation has always been music. the music part. Mm-hmm. Music part was profitable. Yo, we can make money off this. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think a lot of execs who have been in record executives were there before hip hop, and they were doing shady deals a long time before hip hop came. And it it feels like the same record exec said, "Let's take this and let's profit off of it and give a lot of these artists the the horrible end of the of of the of the of the pie." Hmm. Small pieces of the pie. We're gonna we're gonna thrive and make money and be huge labels. We're gonna market this stuff the way we need to market it to, so on and so forth. Man, I'm I was so okay. One, I'm kind of wrong, and I'm not kind of wrong. I'm very wrong. First time we really heard about a a, a black owned record exec was was Russell Simmons. I'm so I'm sitting <laughs> there like right. I'm like Master P. Like, I was like yeah, Master P. Like I was like damn Russell Simmons. <laughs> I like Russell Simmons wasn't a trailblazer at all. Um, it's all right, but bro. even though he, but he even Cole yeah. with a uh, Rick Rubin, Rick which Rubin. is a white guy, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, let's be, let's be, let's keep it a buck, real quick. A lot of the time, a lot of times, when we figure out how to do something well, we don't necessarily have the capital to move it forward the way we need to. Russell Simmons is selling albums out of his dorm room, but. There's a lot of people in the white community who has the means, the connections, and everything to get people to where they need to be at. Mm-hmm. Come sign here. Sign this deal here. I'm going to front you some money. <laughs> here, this is basically what it is. Let's take the bank mentality of it. I'm going to front you some money. You're going to have to sell these many albums. Oh, plus you're going to have to take your ass on tour. And you're going to have to like do these certain things to be able to make my money back. And I'm still going to give you a small percentage of stuff. I'm going to market you the way I want to market you. I'm going to put you out there the way I want. It still happens to this day. White supremacy, I think, is more of white people having the capital to be able to at that time. It's different now. It's a different, it's a different, it's, people doing it different now. You, you can make your own music. You can digitally put it out yourself and you can be independent and you don't have to do deals with, with who needs labels anymore. Yeah. yeah. But, where he's coming from, I completely see where he's coming from because we didn't have the capital to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think my problem, to, to interrupt you, my problem is I still look at hip-hop as not just music. And so I look at it as a culture. And so if you look at it from the business aspect as the music, yeah, he's right. But being hip-hop being a product of white supremacy, what I think he's saying is the people who are in these conditions that they rap about, that they sing about, that they are connected through, is because they were black and they were, you know, going through all the bullshit that, you know, systemic things that put them into these positions. Mm-hmm. Not just the music side of things, but the actual life living in America. This is the unified conditions that everybody was in. And they got there through white supremacy. That was my interpretation of what he was saying. Mm. Hmm. So I think that's, like I said earlier, definitions and defining what we're talking about. Is part of the confusion. 
we're both right. We're just looking at it at two different perspectives. I don't. I never want to be when it comes to stuff like that. Don't consider me right, man. I'm just making oh. a. I'm just making an observation, and it's my opinion. My opinion. My, my opinion goes into the bucket of who gives a fuck. Well, mine's right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just one of them things. All right. I really don't think we've got a chance to create a culture in America. I think hip hop was an hmm. outlet for pain, oppression, and expression that black people couldn't have. Like black people had to watch themselves being portrayed on TV by white people that put black faces on. And so what did they have to do? They had to go into the little communities and create a show. They had to go into the little alleys and create music. This is how jazz, blues, all of these things were created. We had to go find a private empty space to create something that once white people found out was decent, became a part of American culture, but not a part of black culture. To me, hip hop is has been more adopted as an American culture rather than black. Again, if you listen to a lot of people talking about going to like Lil Wayne concerts and seeing all of these black folks around, you know what I'm saying? And more white people than black people. Like, I feel like hip hop is more American culture than black culture. I just think that white America likes to take the best part of hip hop culture and attribute it to an American culture. And they like to take the worst parts of hip hop culture and they like to put it on the black community. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. At the end of the day, what hip hop is and what the black community is, is a result of cultural trauma. You know, uh, I think a part of it is that a lot of people try to look at today to try to find out what's wrong with the black community right now. But all of right now comes from something that has been. And because of that, we ain't been able to create that culture. When Africans got here, they got every bit of their culture took away. And everything that the African-American community has collected as things um, that we do has been uh, been to find a piece of peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, we weren't allowed to do shit until, you know, recently, until maybe when my mama them was born. You know, my grandparents couldn't do anything. You know, uh, so the conversation about hip-hop being a catalyst for our struggles in the black community can be explained by poverty, lack of opportunities, and systemic racism. The catalyst. I'm, I'm not calling this the catalyst, but when I say it's self-destructive, I, I can see where he got that definition from. I think. Hmm, I guess I did call it that. I don't think I I don't. My goal wasn't to call it the catalyst of destruction of the black community. But I think it's been through systematic shit like the destruction of the family. But what we promote again, this is going back to what Jazz was saying, the things that I see. What we promote and what has been promoted has been the negative stuff, the aspects of it. And I think he gets into this topic in a little bit. But I don't think hip hop is the thing that's dooming the black race in America. I just think what we are promoting through hip hop, the messages that we're sending have been self-destructive. And maybe that'll clarify some of the, the issues. Yeah, but I think that's that's a person to person type basis, too. Yeah. It's all opinion based. I ain't sure. no, no. I'm just saying. Maybe I didn't say. What I'm saying is, not everybody listens to the same type of music Almost. and get the same type of message because it's it is a, a lot of really good, positive rap out there. You know what I'm saying? I think um, a lot of people, if you if you are music, if you are, I guess a hip hop head, 
But if you if you if you're a person who who knows music or who listens to music outside of what the norm is, you most definitely find it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, me and <laughs> me and Sid or or y'all definitely hip hop heads. We both listen. I, it's a it's some really good positive rappers out there with like good messages too. I think a lot of people just get caught up in what's so mainstream and and um, what's out there that those messages are most definitely big and they get they they get magnified mm-hmm. um but if you really listen to music like you know it's more it's more than just you know you you your young boys and your ESTGs and yeah you know what i'm saying niggas like that like you got you know Saba and um you got Coda the friend and um what's my boy what's my little, yeah would you yeah. say that i i listen to music I mean, I, I ain't around y'all time. Well, I, I mean, I, just, I know you listen to music, but I don't. But do you think I really listen to music? Uh, yeah, you the most listen to this bar type nigga I've heard in my life. <laughs> I think, I think, I'm expecting people to understand where I'm coming from, and I'm not doing a great job explaining it. Again, I don't think it's all the hip hop. It's just the stuff that's being promoted, and that's what I I missed last week, and I think that's where a lot of people are missing my intentions and what I'm saying. There's a lot of positive rap. I listen to a, a shit ton of positive rap. I listen to gangster rap too, but I have a blend of the things and the ideals that I, I listen to. I don't consume all the dumb shit. I like it. I listen to it, but it's not the only thing I consume. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a much needed balance. Hip hop has balance, but again, what's promoted, what's projected, what's pro, you know pushed out there is usually the negative shit. And I think that's what I was trying to say, but I just failed miserably at saying it. Yeah, but like when you say that, man, some of that, some of that falls on the 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 people who are rapping, but mm-hmm. some of that falls on the media that's pushing it out there too. Almost like we definitely. don't we don't control a lot of media sites, and the media sites that we do control, we don't fuck with. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I mean that that's a that's a two way street. If if we looking at it in that point of view, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like what's projected is not always um, the truth. I, I mean, we say that all the time on this podcast, and a lot of times, what's projected is is actually being misconstrued and mm-hmm. and put in 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 put in in front of us for different reasons than what it is, which mm-hmm. is a message that we need to understand. Like we that's what we need, but what right. we get is sensational we get the sizzle not, yeah. not the steak yeah 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 i agree with you there and I, and again this is on the music side of it but i'm also looking at it culturally i mean media the media portrays don't think the media portrays us on the culture side of it uh good either and, and all all sides like again the media we don't we don't have a controlling interest in the media like we like we should and that's exactly what i'm saying the, the things that are being pushed and the influence that we hold and have is being co-opted. I think I said that last week, or if I tried, I tried to say that, but let's finish this up. Um, another thing is I don't think hip hop really glorifies these things. Um, I think that hip hop talks about their personal experiences in life and life as white supremacy dictates it 
creates a much more problematic and much more negative experience for black people than for anybody else. And so I think they're talking about it and it's just coming out to be that struggle wins. The same reason that 12 years a slave won all of them Oscar, like struggle wins in the conversation. And so people talking about being poor, people talking about having to go sell drugs for it, people talking about all of the stuff that they had to do to make money and to survive and cope with what was going on in America. I think that that's the story we're hearing. Comedians do the same thing. Writers do the same thing. Black writers, black comedians, black writers, they all do the same thing. They tell stories of pain. And those pain, that pain eventually makes them money, even though the way it's told is sometimes, you know, bullshit, because that's really kind of the shake that we got. You know, now to your point though about hip hop, I think that hip hop was infiltrated by gang culture. I do think it was infiltrated by drug culture, you know, selling and using drugs. And the people that had the capital to get into rap or to fund rap careers were the people telling stories from a skewed perspective. Because, you know, that gang culture is, is a whole different way of thinking. That drug culture is a whole different way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? And so, I think that's what's really happening. I think that uh, hip hop, the negativity, negativity in hip hop, um, it it came from that. Um, another thing is that you know black people turning their ire towards black people mostly uh, are crimes of proximity. I don't think that people hear rap and be like, "I'm gonna go bust a nigga head." The only reason that the rappers have a story to tell about busting a nigga head is because they very well may have grown up in a family that didn't have a car in a city that they didn't travel very far. And they know that they were going to have to walk several blocks to be able to rob somebody without people recognizing them or their voice. You know what I'm saying? And so the story about busting that head comes from that experience. And I don't think that experience really travels into somebody saying, okay, well I'm going to bust a black person's head because of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just think that this has happened to be the people that live next to you. Um, because the robbing ass black dude that live in the suburbs is breaking into the houses in the community, in the white community. He ain't coming over to the, the black community. You know, some of the kids I work with, yeah, they were robbing white people houses. You know, they were breaking into white people cars because that's just, they couldn't go any further than the community that they lived. You know, at the end of the day, this is an important conversation to have. And I think you're asking the right questions, Shogun. Um, and again, it just might be a matter of, I disagree, you disagree. I just think that there are way too many layers. I think that you write in some degrees and some capacities. I think that Cole Jackson is right in some degrees and some capacities. I clearly think I'm right in some degrees and some capacities. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that we aren't, a lot of stones that we ain't turning over to see exactly what's going on with the entirety of this situation. You know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, this is a greater conversation to have. Um, you know, I'm open to being on the show. If y'all are looking for somebody to be on the show to like have a more back and forth dialogue conversation about it, you know, but uh, those are pretty much my thoughts, man. I appreciate y'all for giving me the time. Feel free to cut and chop this up if you need to for the sake of time on y'all's podcast. But I appreciate y'all and uh, I support you gentlemen and we'll continue to do so and um, have a fantastic episode. Yeah, I guess in closing on Mr. On Point's topic, I definitely am talking about a cultural aspect, not just music, but culturally, I think, like he was saying, there's a lot of layers to this. What my goal was, I was just trying to identify the problematic things and trying to correct it from there. From my vantage point, I think it's the culture, 
but now I'm trying to define what is the culture, and we don't really know. Okay. So we got one more final email. It's not going to be super long. That email is long as fuck. Okay. <laughs> it is long as hell. Oh, okay. It's like three paragraphs long. I'm trying to pull it up. Four on paragraphs long. <sighs> All right. Let me get my... I got a new phone, so I ain't got the email on here. It's all good. All right. It says, bring back Aunt Jemima. Hmm. This is from Leroy Ketchum from The Nerd Play. Uh, Firstly, I want to say, if I haven't ever said it, I love the show from day one, and I have supported that long, supported that long as well. Please continue to do what y'all motherfuckers do so well. Okay? Secondly, I apologize for the late submission, long day at work. And trying to write this while dealing with a baby is difficult. Well, you shouldn't go to a bowling alley. Because <laughs> that nigga whooping ass. Uh, okay. In the last episode, y'all went deep, way deeper than I expected. Laugh. Uh, and I'm not saying y'all ain't known for it. I just wasn't expecting it. From Whoopi Goldberg thing to um, thing I understand what she says and what she meant, but you definitely can't talk about Jews at all without it being some type of shit behind it. My own personal theory is that because they have been uh, prioritized as the protective nation for whatever reason, while Hitler hated Jews for plenty of reasons, it was morally inhumane. But the same way Hitler uh, looked at Jews was the same way anybody, anybody abused blacks. Uh, is inferior, a mistake, etc. Or at least that's how I remember it. But people forget that Jews along with blacks and mentally handicapped were roped into the same hell, but uh, that's another topic for another day. All in all in what all in all to say Whoopi wasn't wrong, but I mean <laughs> you can't gloss over the fact that this was definitely race based. That's the first paragraph. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with him. That's kind of what I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, personally, I I didn't I didn't know. I thought it was religious based. So there you go. All right, now for the hip hop portion. I have to play middle ground. Yes, I agree that hip hop, specifically the gangster rap subgroup, has been pretty instrumental in creating negative images, for which it influences a fuck ton of our culture. But gangster rap was created in response to the environment that created it. In college, uh, my major specifically, we learned about things like the strip. Sorry. Damn. (laughs) Oh, shit. Lost my place. Uh, In in college, my major major specifically, we learned about uh, things like the strain theory and broken window theory, which deals with an effect of an environment as its own people. Has... Uh, the effect an environment has on its own people. As black people, we always express ourselves not only in music, but in art or poetry. All of these things have been incorporated into what we know as the five bases of hip hop. But if show, um, but if show will let me put on my conspiracy hat for a second, uh, seeing how expression drives behavior of people and financial decisions like supporting Jordans or Nike per buying jewelry or or whatever we do, I believe is a tool used by whomever you want to call it, be it the man or whatever 
whatever to divide and control black people's mindset as it has been done since the slave trade. If we can continue being divided, if we can, if we can continue being divided by social constructs, economics, and general purpose, dumb shit, (laughs) then we can't ever do anything to upset whatever order is being set by whatever power you believe to be in control. Second paragraph. You might just go ahead. I mean, I'll read if you want. I, I couldn't get it up on my phone. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, do you have a, a retort to that? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. He's cooking. I agree. <laughs> uh, lastly, recently, uh, thankfully, the dynamic is slowly being switched partially due to social media and the celebration of black has given rise to more family structures and huge uptick in self-worth, self-worth, realization, uh, whether that be uh, through body positivity, oh shit, <laughs> health, learning of history, whatever our culture is trending more towards, those ideas are more now rather than they were known for back in the day. Uh, Malcolm said it best in his interview with Berkeley or at Berkeley. Highly recommended if you have not listened, but if you do not want to listen, here is the whole thing into the Salam Remy's. Uh, into I don't know who Salam Remy is. Damn. Uh, here's the quote black on quote black on purpose explains what needs to happen for us to get right uh hope is kind of, hope is kind of exp- hope this kind of explains my point just holler at me if you need elaboration love y'all both like brothers man stay up peace king leroy thank you brother king leroy <laughs> not the brother black king. on purpose I'm, I'm trying to understand that that last thing he Black. said yeah he said like he said malcolm said it best in this in his interview with, at berkeley highly recommended but if you don't want to listen to the whole thing the intro to salam remy's okay the intro to salam remy's black on purpose explains what uh, what will need to happen for us to get right gotcha i got you so I, i'll have to research that yeah no I, I mean i agree with him i don't think he disagree with anything he was just telling us his perspective of the whole situation hmm. especially about the you know conspiracy side or, you know talking about Jews and whatnot. I, again I think what happened was we were having the same conversation and where I was getting confused by was I was talking about cultural culture and when I was saying hip hop you took it as music Mm-mm. and I you know I took it as hip hop culture, and well, that's where I've been trying to figure out what is that. But that's what I'm saying. Like we sat up there and said the five pillars. I literally was like, I don't need to see nobody killing nobody over beatboxing or breakdancing. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know what hip hop culture is. My whole th- my standpoint from that was I don't I didn't feel like hip hop. I took it as you saying hip hop culture was the reason why we're going downhill or we're destroying ourselves. And I didn't, mm. I didn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it, even if it is the dominant culture, or I'm not speaking for you, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, even if 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 it looks to be the dominant culture in your point of view, that ain't to me personally. That ain't it. That's not the reason why. It, it it's so much, it's so much to it as far as like, which all of these brothers elaborately. Mm-hmm. Have said too, like it's, even I've said, it's more to it. Yeah, than just yeah, hip-hop. yeah. It's 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 what we what we get what we get fed. 
we live in a control system. Here we go. Damn, this is too long. We live in a control. Whether y'all want to believe it or not, we live in a in a in a prison. I know this sounds crazy, yeah. but we live in a prison. And the reason why I say we live in a prison is because we we whether y'all want to believe it or not, we don't control the things that are fed to us. We we have the free thinking to go research past it. And we have the free thinking, we have the free state of mind to be able to go out and say, what they're feeding us is bullshit. Mm. But how many people that you know in your circle are willing to take that extra step to understand? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's what we foster in here. One of the things that Jazz told me was like, you can't control what people think. You got to do the things that you want to see change. And I said, well, I do that. I was like, what other podcasts have you had? this range of conversations on like I, I I think I do a well we I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's just me I think we do a really good job of fostering a wide range of conversations and topics and trying to be you know balanced with the perspectives that we give mm-hmm. but when it comes to this topic I was really passionate and I am passionate about it because it's my people everybody cares about their people and I won't Our people, especially during the month of black history, want us to do better than what we are. I'm not saying hip hop is the destructing tool, but the culture. And that's what I can't identify and I can't define for everybody. But the culture that I say is hip hop, I think, has been negative currently. And it's promoting those negative things. that I don't think we're valuing the right things in our culture. I don't know how to fix it. I'm just having a conversation. Mm. But throughout what everybody has said, I agree. And I've said most of those things before. From Rockman to Mr. On Point and Leroy. But I'm trying to identify errors where we can correct. And I think that's what was rubbing people the wrong way. Or maybe, I ain't going to say that. But I think that's where the misunderstanding from my stance was coming from is me trying to identify what the problem was, was me pointing the finger solely at hip hop. And it's not just hip hop. The conditions that people are living in make them create the music and the art and the culture that we we have. But I also said last week, like we've been trying to do it going through the politicians and we've been stalemated through them. We're not getting the change that we want to see. I've been trying to figure out what can we do as a group of people to fix our situation. And I think changing our culture, whatever that is, will be the most beneficial thing. Hmm. That's where I'm going to leave it. You think you said something we're being fed. What did you say? We're, we're not picking the things that we're being fed. I th- what I said, I, I, what I'm saying is we live in a society that we live in a, uh, we live in a society that market is markets things to us through, just through, a sense of thought or looking something up. Mm-hmm. And I like how you said fed though. Yeah. It's chow time. It's chow time. <laughs> say, well, you okay. said that we, we in prison, the, the things that we, we don't have to choose what we're being fed. So it's chow time. Yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm basically saying is this, man, we live in a, we live in a place where if I put something in my phone, like baby food, mm-hmm. and then I go on my computer, they're going to feed me images of, Oh, kids and all this other stuff. Yeah. Now, the only what I'm saying is, I think there's not enough free thinkers that go outside of looking at what the what. It's easy to be influenced when you're a sheep and not 
a fucking wolf. When you're willing to go out and hunt for knowledge and things that you want outside of what they're giving you, then yes, you're going to be a way way more well adjusted and you're going to understand things a whole lot better. We're just living in a in a time right now, man, where it's so easy for big tech to give us to pacify us and make us say, you know what, I do want one of those trucks or I do want one of these things mm-hmm. instead of looking outside of the lines and kind of, you know what I'm saying, seeing what's more than just what we're giving. And that goes with that goes with music genres, that goes with art, that goes with um a lot of stuff that we're fed, man. Mm-hmm. We we I think a lot of times we forget that we're free thinkers and we're so the FOMO phase of us is so bad you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, it just and then on top of being in in lockdown for a year and all these other things i'm I'm rambling but it's just it's a lot of things that that's happening to us and and we forget that we're free thinkers and we can think outside of the box and sometimes social norms we accept it for what they are and we just go with it because it's comfortable so that's why i'm saying we got to change Child time. Well, That's I mean, I I'm so. It ain't just black folks. I know. It's people. I'm not just saying that either. I'm just saying it's child time, niggas. Time to eat. I'm trying to make that the name of the episode. That's a bad name for the episode. Okay, I didn't know. I, was, <laughs> I thought it was poignant because you were like, man, we've been fed all these things. I'm like, we got to change our diet because it's child time. That's the way I took it. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. But this is the three hour podcast. Yeah, man, stop complaining about the time. It's got to last the whole week. We got chapters. They can come back, pick it up. <laughs> it's like a book. Yeah, right. <laughs> These niggas, I, now, one thing I do get flack on, <laughs> why y'all niggas do three? Ain't my dad give me flack about shit that I done said on this podcast, but if this motherfucker pass a certain time, I bet you I get motherfuckers in my inbox. Why the fuck y'all niggas going three hours, three hours, dog? What they want us to uh-huh. do, two episodes? I'll break this off. I'll make this a separate little segment. We'll do the whole show and then this to be separate. Would that work? Oh, sure. Why not? All Fuck right. it. Because I know this is this went long too. So yeah. it's what it is. All right. But this is a this is a, to be honest with you. Let me just let me all jokes aside. This type of conversation for Black History Month is actually like a good thing. I, I'm not even gonna lie. I think this is, and it came from a random ass some random ass shit that we said last week, but. I do want to say this. We we haven't really figured out what our culture is. Yeah. And I don't want to say that hip hop cultures are do- I personally don't want to say that hip hop cultures mm-hmm. are is our dominant culture because seeing other things outside of of what's given to us as far as like hip hop culture is concerned. I, I, it's so much more to it than that. It represents such a small sliver of what it is to be African Americans. Don't I'm not African American. I don't know what we are. I'm black. Okay, I'm a, for, I, no. I'm I'm saying for me. I, I don't like African American. I don't like that term. I think that term is archaic. I think that term hmm. is shitty. I mean, we ain't never been to Africa. So I'm yeah. a black man. And I and and I and, Black America. And, and it ain't even just um me just saying what color my skin tone is. I for me, a black man is more than just my skin tone. It's the way I walk, it's the way I dress, it's the way I talk, it's it's my personality. It's more to it than that. I ain't never been to Africa. Neither have I. 
So when people say African African American, you ain't talking to me. I'm a black man, and I think that's the the American side of me being yeah. snobbish. But you want to stand out. You want to be you, an identity of your own. You're unique. You're not African American. If anything, we American Africans. American Africans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm American first. I ain't African at all. I, I don't believe you are either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I seen your ID, nigga. <laughs> when you had short hair, you was different. You had wavy hair. That boy probably <laughs> you know, Italian American. All I know is <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like the term. I've never been a fan of African American. No, that, that makes sense. I've always I, been a black man, and that's what I'll forever believe that's what I am. To be honest with you, bro, I think like you just said, this is a great talk to have on black history, but I think that's part of the existence of being a black American. We don't know what we are. And we're trying to figure it out. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to this shit. Some good shit, bro. Well. One and only Covenant thank, Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us for a two, two for one or mm-hmm. if that works. And he'll probably figure out a way to put this on both sides. And there you go. But thank you for joining us. Next week is 300. It's not next week. It ain't. No, nah, we got one more. This episode two ninety nine, ain't no. It's two ninety eight. This is two ninety nine. Unless I did the numbering wrong last week, or maybe I can't count good. Yeah, last week was two ninety seven. Was it? Oh shit! That what my numbers say when I posted it. I put two ninety seven on everything. <laughs> I can't count then. Yeah, it's two ninety seven, bro. Oh, so we got. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, Never, hey, scratch chill, that. Chill. <laughs> hey, again, I'm glad it's two of us. I don't count real. <laughs> Damn the baby. But we damn we, no bowling alley. Hey, you was counting them, <laughs> them licks and the punches. Count how many niggas was coming in. Too many niggas. Not, not enough, enough hoes. <laughs> damn that hip hop. So we we do have something planned for episode 300. It's gonna be big. Um, you'll start seeing the ads and the media campaigns started. I actually, well, I'll show you now since we're not pressed for time on this super long episode. <laughs> it was two episodes, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We split yeah. it in half. So I this was, could be our Black History Month conversation. So I was going to do uh, after, where is it? Damn it. After many, then it was going to go years, thousands of jokes, then it goes Episode 300. There you go. The live stream. That's actually pretty cool. I was going to put the logos on the bottom. But episode 300, bro, we we, we hitting another milestone of this great and wild podcast. That that really should be like episode 500 or something. Bro. The Lost Tapes is, man, if we ever get the Lost Tapes back, Nas, you can forget it. (laughs) Because I lost tapes. Can we do them? Can we put those back out? The, the audio was shit. The, the no- things we were saying was bad. You ain't never heard a remaster? <laughs> you can't remaster when it's made on a little tape recorder. I could work. I could do anything if Magic made it. <laughs> I could do anything if Magic made it. Look how influential Kanye West is. No, nah, that's a real that's a real <laughs> statement. Magic still out there. Magic probably told that to Kanye. You know, survive the you pandemic. Can survive, you can find you can survive anything if I made it. Uh, upper respiratory. Anyway, I'm not even gonna go there. Who will win Mm-mm. in a fight? Episode 300. <laughs> two weeks from now, we're gonna do a live stream, uh, telethon type thing. I guess we'll figure out who that. gonna win. Who wins? Magic Johnson, Ho Hogan, Ho Hogan. Hulk Hogan, man. You gonna pick Hulk Hogan? Andre the Giant couldn't beat Hulk Hogan. Different. 
No. He was French. When that explains when, so much when, about Andre the Giant. <laughs> I never knew that, he but was now French. that makes so much more sense. See, but, see how see how the Frenchmen have to go down to the Americans. See? Right now, that's see? a real American, right? I am a right. real American. Right. You get your French ass out of here. Exactly. With your tall ass. So you think? I wonder why Andre the Giant didn't hoop. Andre the Giant didn't hoop. Why he didn't? Yeah, His he big sluggish ass gonna hoop, my nigga. <laughs> what the fuck you think he gonna do? Just stand there? Can't teach size. You can't ask Nelly. Well, he gonna run. <laughs> I've been Shogun, one half of the Governor podcast that's not getting canceled this week. <laughs> Enjoy your size, King. Jesus Christ. Tell these people bye. Bye, y'all. She just kind of fucking with my money, but I mean everything I said, <laughs> and I said again. BYK Radio.